0: Good morning, good morning, and good morning, and welcome to yet another episode of Poppin' Off with Feel the Podcast. Happy Tuesday, co-host. I hope you guys had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend and got an opportunity to relax, relate, and release. I did all of those things. Got a chance to spend some time with some some amazing people, and they know who they are. Got a chance to meet my new nephew, Ethan Samir. Welcome to the world, young man. Um, Got an opportunity to spend time with... A really good family friend who I affectionately refer to as my Aunt Joan. My Aunt Joan and my, my dad are really good friends. They've been friends since kindergarten, and they attended school together from kindergarten to 12th grade. And she was here visiting her biological family. Um, growing up, she was adopted. And if you've ever, if you follow me on social media and ever paid attention, there's a picture of me and this lady and this man with a Teddy Rupskin doll bear animal whatever you want to call it uh stuffed animal but it used to talk and things like that so i, I call it a doll for lack of a better word but anyway that's on joe um so she was here i spent time with her and her family and had a really good time you know it's interesting because as you age the the relationship the dynamics between you and people who've known you your entire life shift because you change you you grow you're an adult i'm almost 36 years old so even though she still very much so sees me as little phil and the and the kid that's in that picture i'm not <laughs> but we had a good time nonetheless it's, it it just makes me laugh because i know in my family by my mother's side of the family i always thought that women had more uh carte blanche to do what they wanted to do. And I really hated that. Like I have older cousins. I'm the youngest grandchild on that side of the family. And so I have three first cousins that are older than I am, 10, 11, and and even more years than that. (laughs) I can't even think of the difference between me and my oldest cousin right now, but whatever. Um, You know, it would be a situation that as they became adults, people my family be like watch your language don't say that stuff around me and i was determined i was like when i become grown i'm gonna say what i want to say because everybody else does and nobody gets you know given a hard time for that and so i've pretty much embodied that and become that person but anyway that's not what i want to talk about today um, I just wanted to catch you up on my weekend. I, I tried this challenge this weekend, which I've seen, but I never tried it before. It's a teleprompter challenge. And a lot of uh, anchors and newscasters will put this up on their social media like TikTok. And they'll run the teleprompter and you will, you know, attempt to read what the teleprompter says. Oh, my goodness. I did post one, but I probably tried it like... <laughs> 90 times before I actually posted something that I thought was decent it's actually really really difficult I mean I, I have the voice for it but you really have to your your eye movement <laughs> has to be something of another world in order to keep up because it really does scroll pretty quickly like you can't get distracted like you really have to be focused but anyway um I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about today. I had no idea, so I reached out to a a pretty loyal co-host. So shout out to Jamel for this idea. And he said, you know, hey, it's Pride Month, maybe Pride Month, maybe you should spotlight someone uh, who was instrumental in the movement, uh, kind of pressing uh, the LGBTQIA movement forward. And I actually decided to go with Baynard Rustin. I chose Baynard Rustin because he was very influential in so many things in terms of civil rights and being behind the scenes for so many leaders. And so I just want to read a couple of things that I found that I thought were interesting to kind of just, you know, enlighten you if you're unaware. um, So you understand kind of what he did. So Rustin was a gay man. And due to the criticism over his sexuality, he usually acted as an influential advisor behind the scenes to civil rights leaders. Uh, In the 1980s, he became more of a public advocate on behalf of gay causes, speaking at events as an activist and supporter of human rights. So I want to read the portion of something he participated in in 1986. I just need to find it. Because I don't know where it is. Okay, here we go. So in 1986, uh, Baynard Rustin testified on behalf of New York State's gay rights bill. He gave a speech entitled, The New Niggas Are Gay, in which he asserted, Today, blacks are no longer the litmus paper or the parameter of social change. Blacks are in every segment of society and there are laws that help to protect them from racial discrimination. The new niggas are gays. It is in the sense that gay people are the new parameter for social change. The question of social change should be framed with the most vulnerable groups in mind, gay people. I think it's interesting that in 1986, this was the conversation, uh, especially when we're in this world now and we're seeing that 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 that. Some of what he's saying, a lot of what he's saying is is the case. I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine um, about a month ago who's in ministry. And we talked a little bit about, you know, you know, her call and her call is to serve. And her belief is I should be serving the the least of us, the most disenfranchised. And she settled on black trans women. Uh they're the they're 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 the individuals who are receiving the most hate whose lives are most in danger um and it doesn't seem like people are paying any attention to them at all because we're hung up on sexuality versus gender identity and so many other things and and these these black women are literally being murdered um and in the most vile and disgusting ways and so it's just something to, something to think about um during this month pride month uh trying to find ways to support the community uh so that people are not in the the circumstances that they've been in in terms of their lives being threatened another interesting thing i want to read about baynard rustin or the 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 last thing that i'll read Uh, as soon as I can find where it is. Goodness. I should have marked it. Ah, here we go. On August 8th, 2013, President Obama awarded Rustin the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest award in the United States. The citation in the press release stated, Baynard Rustin was an unyielding activist for civil rights, dignity, and equality for all. An advisor to the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he promoted nonviolent resistance, participated in one of the first Freedom Rides, organized the 1963 March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, and fought tirelessly for marginalized communities at home and abroad. As an openly gay African-American, Mr. Rustin stood at the intersection of several of the fights for equal rights. So today's spotlight in Pride Month is Baynard Rustin. Uh, He passed away in August of 1987 uh, at the age of 75 years old. So if you get an opportunity, look him up. Um, Like I've I've said, what I've read, (laughs) Um, he was very instrumental in a lot of a lot of the movements, and it is responsible for a lot of the organization that happened to to push those movements um, forward. So, may not resting. I would like to talk today, because that's not what the podcast is about. That's just spotlight. I would like to talk today about health, because I realize in my own life that my health has suffered as a result of the pandemic. And, you know, we all have choices. And I think that many of us, you know, made choices based on the circumstance that we were in. Um, And it's time for us to make very conscious decisions to get away from those bad habits. Um, I ate good this weekend, as I always do, I ended up shopping a little bit, going to Old Navy, picking up a few items because, you know, it's the summertime and I really didn't have any summer clothes and, and definitely anything that I probably had purchased last summer does not fit this summer, uh, as a result of the pandemic. But, um, what I would like to say is we all have to, at some point, get back to the middle of our health. I've been fortunate to where, you know, I I go to the doctor regularly. I am I have, I have good insurance, but even if I didn't have good insurance, but I'm glad that I do, I would make that sacrifice of going to doctor and at least having my physical every year. I haven't had my physical this year yet, um, but I have been to doctor and have had other blood work done and things are, 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 are going pretty well, but it's, it's very important to, especially as, as, as people of color, as black folks, brown folks, I know people hate when you say people of color, but. That's what it is. You know, we are. We tend to have a predisposition to certain things: um, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, and, it, and it's it's very tightly related to how we eat, <laughs> um, and and not making the right choices. And being that I'm in a family, and and this is both maternal and paternal that have very high concentrations of high blood pressure. High cholesterol, um, diabetes, uh, heart disease. You know, I. You know, even my mother who passed away uh, very young, heart disease. You know, uh, I. I made. I have made a decision to be conch, ca- cautious and conscious of that, but I haven't always been uh, consistent in my choices. Uh, as it pertains to how I eat and how I exercise, but particularly how I eat. Um, Back in 2014, uh, right before my 30th birthday in 2015, I decided that I wanted to be in the best shape of my life by the time I was 30 years old, right? And so I worked with a trainer for really just one month because it was kind of pricey, but I worked with a trainer for a month and I only worked with him once a week for like three or four weeks. But... He gave me suggestions about how I should eat. And it was very restrictive. I'm going to be completely honest with you, it was extremely restrictive. Um but because I'm an extremist in terms of a all the way or no way type of person, it worked for me at the time. And I think I only like I said I only worked I, I started working with him after my birthday because the goal was to be in the best shape of my life by my birthday which just so you know i did not meet that goal <laughs> i was not in the best shape of my life by my 30th birthday but i was in pretty decent shape um it was really my diet i tell people all the time i i am not a fan of the gym i've never really enjoyed the gym the one thing that he wanted me to do was get to a place where i could run 3 miles consecutively without stopping and that was something that i was able to do and i think at at the height at some of my best time I was probably able to do three miles in a in anywhere between twenty seven and thirty minutes, you know, and this was just straight running, whether it be on the treadmill or outdoors. Obviously he promoted running outdoors as opposed to running on the treadmill, but I just don't like the outside like that. I'm just not that girl. And I've tried to run outside and um it's it's tough. It's it's really tough because what you don't realize before you start running in Atlanta is that Atlanta is very hilly. It is not this flat terrain. And even though things don't look like they're hilly, when you actually get out there on the pavement, you realize how hilly things are. Um, and so I remember deciding, like, I'm going to go for a run in my neighborhood only to realize that it was going to take me twice the amount of time to get back home to my car or back to wherever I parked because it just wasn't cute like I thought it was. Nonetheless, um, I was doing well, but it was because of my eating. And at the time I was only drinking water, literally only drinking water. I cut alcohol alcohol out of my diet completely. I wasn't eating any sweets, which anybody who knows me knows that's my Achilles, especially a chocolate donut. I wasn't eating anything fried. Um, I totally cut back on potatoes and bread. I was literally eating um, grilled chicken, You know, like either something that I would either put on George Foreman or I would bake um, or or, or maybe something I would saute in oil. I don't even think I was doing that. I think I was baking a lot of chicken at that time. So I was eating chicken. I was eating some fish, but mostly chicken. Um, I wasn't doing any dairy at the time. Um, I was only eating yellow rice, maybe jasmine rice. And in terms of vegetables, it was mostly for me, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, broccoli, maybe spinach. It was very, very reductive. (laughs) Um, And I was able to keep it up, honestly, throughout the month of September, throughout the month of October. I I gave myself a little room during Thanksgiving because I cooked um, and had people over. So of course it was like, excuse me, ham and turkey and macaroni and cheese and greens and dressing. I had all of those things, but I I literally limited what I was eating to that day and maybe the next day. And I probably gave away a lot of food or threw away a lot of food. Um, and then Christmas was maybe more of the same. But what you realize is that, you know, as the months go on, more and more things start creeping back up in your diet. And keep in mind, I was not working out regularly, but I was probably down to like 172. Um, I felt really good, you know, I felt like I looked good. Uh, Like most of my weight tends to go to my stomach. So all my stomach was completely flat and you could begin to see abs, um, but really just because of my diet, But, you know, things slowly started to creep back in and it was just really, really hard to maintain because it was so restrictive. And I never, I never created a balance. And what I should have done is created a balance. I should have, you know, there are other things that you can eat. There are other ways that you can prepare food. I've never been much of a cook. I always hated meal prepping. So that whole concept of like going in on a Sunday and like cooking all your food and then just eating on that throughout the week. I tried that and I just wasn't really good at it. Um, But I had made a a decision at that time that was going to be really disciplined about how I did things. Because to be quite honest, it was mostly based on vanity. I didn't like the way things fit. I didn't like the way that I looked in clothes. Um, I wanted to be able to just put on a t shirt and feel comfortable and not have to suck my stomach in or be self conscious about how my chest looked or how my stomach looked or, you know, how I looked in pictures. But um, I, I just, it was just very, very hard to maintain. And then I, again, I wasn't exercising. So I didn't even have that to kind of counter it because that would have helped. It was like, okay, even if I'm starting to add a few more calories to my day, if I'm burning them, then I'm doing right by myself and so i've kind of been on this I, I don't consider myself a yo-yo dieter but i've kind of been on this 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 string of things for years of not eating this and not eating that and some of the things that i decided not to eat having crept back up in my diet like i'm still not i honestly don't eat a tremendous amount of fast food anymore um i i really don't eat a lot of beef anymore I eat, I, of course if i go out i may have a steak if you know we're people are grilling i'll, I'll probably have ribs pork or, or beef whatever people have um but in terms of when i cook i don't use beef for anything um i stop frying all together so I, I i never fry chicken doesn't mean i don't eat fried chicken but i don't personally fry chicken um occasionally i'll have fried fish i think i've had a fish fry at my house once since uh i moved in but it, the sweets are horrible and, and it's weird because my dad was here Last weekend and um he was like, you know, I love you sodium, man. You gotta watch the sodium. He was like in my pantry just looking around, seeing what I had. Um, it was like, Oh, this is something I could probably snack on. And he would he would look at the sodium and he would look at the carbs and he was like, It's too much because my dad was on the opposite end of the spectrum and during the pandemic, he actually lost weight. Um, because he doesn't want to be in that situation where he's dealing with high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and certainly not diabetes. Like he is trying to be As healthy as possible and I appreciate that because as a child and you think about you know as your parents age they'll need help and and I joke about this but honestly I really I have no problem with helping my parents out but I don't want to be responsible for people's bad choices and a lot of times when you when you find yourself in a caretaker position it's because somebody didn't take care of themselves and you're now being responsible for those bad choices like there are certain things you can't you can't avoid like you know autoimmune diseases and cancers you know sometimes those things just happen i know people who have uh have found themselves with with lung cancer and never smoked a day in their lives you know what i'm saying so you know those things you can't always avoid but you know some choices because you just weren't taking care of yourself you weren't going to the doctor you weren't you know getting your prostate exams in a timely fashion you weren't making sure that you were eating the right things and processing food correctly and those things i don't it's hard when when somebody is asking you to help them through being in poor health because they made poor choices and so i'm glad that he's taken that role and i'm actually glad that he brought it to my attention because i don't pay attention to i don't count calories i don't look at packaging i don't pay attention to what's in it i i have watch sodium so that's the reason why I don't eat a lot of canned soups and you know try to stay away from things that are canned because I know that there's a lot of sodium in those things but there are other things I don't pay nearly as much attention to and I'm at that place in my life again full transparency where I'm in my closet and I'm putting on clothes and it's taking me an additional 20 to 30 minutes to get out the door because I put something on I'm like I fucking hate the way that this looks and I don't like feeling that way um and during the pandemic, that was the excuse that many of us had. Well, I ain't going nowhere anyway. I don't really put on clothes anyway. I'm at home all the time anyway. So who cares if you know, you know, most of our wardrobe during 2019 and the earlier part of 2020 um were sweats or or basketball shorts um and t-shirts or tank tops. Like people really aren't getting dressed. And that's if they're putting on that much in terms of clothing. But the attitude behind it, the spirit behind it is not a good spirit and I really need to get out of it because I I, I don't want to be a diabetic and I don't want to have high blood pressure or high cholesterol. I don't want to be heavily medicated or having to take insulin shots or insulin pills. Like, you know, getting old is tough enough. Like I'm already noticing things that are just different like acid reflux and the insensitivity to um, or intolerance to, uh, to lactose. Which I you know, I consider a mechanism of just aging. And I'm cool with that. I don't want anything else. I don't want anything else. And so I am I am saying this to my co-host because I know that I'm not the only person in this position. And some of us may be further ahead than others in terms of making the right choices. And it's not about not being happy. And it's not about, you know, not not being, you know, comfortable in the skin you're in. Cause if that's where you are, then that's great, as long as you're healthy. And I think the problem is, is that it's hard for those things to coincide. Like for years, I've said, well, my numbers are good. I'm, I always check my numbers. I'm in, I'm in that respectable uh percentage. You know, like if the percentage is between 50 and 70, you know, in my mind of like as long as I'm not. <laughs> Over that, like if as long as things aren't dangerously high or dangerously low, like when I go to the doctor and they run my numbers, they give you like the average, you know. And a lot of times there's a regular average and there's an average based on being African American. This is where you should fall, you know. Your metrics should be in between these particular numbers. And I always look for things that are high, which are normally indicated in red, or things that are low, which are normally indicated in like a in like yellow. Something you know, things you should, should look at, pay attention to, or pay closer attention to. And I've always said, as long as I'm within that respectable range, I'm good. But I've noticed as I've gotten older that I'm still in range, but I'm higher. So if the range is between fifty and seventy five years ago, I was closer to fifty. Now I'm closer to seventy, which means it doesn't take anything to tip that scale. And I just don't want to be in that situation. And I really want to look in the mirror and be happy. And you know, people will say, "Feel you're not fat. Feel you look great. Feel you carry your well your weight well." I would never guess that you were this much, In full transparency, I'm like 228. Uh, I would never guess that you weigh this month. And I only say that because when you go to the doctor, you step on a scale. And it used to be a time where you stepped on a scale, you were literally in nothing but a gown. Now you step on the scale and you like in full garb, which I think is some bullshit. And then you're like, oh, you can negotiate. You can subtract three to five pounds because you got on clothes. I'm like, no, I want to know how much I truly, truly weigh. But I know that I am anywhere between 225 and 230, which is on the heavier side. I haven't been this heavy Um maybe once in my life, which was right around the time I graduated from Drexel, which was uh, my master's degree. And I, I took pictures and I was like, no one told me look like I look like the Michelin man. Like I I felt like I just ate a jar of uh, marshmallow fluff and no one explained it to me. And I think that was the beginning of the end. It was like, oh no, I gotta make some changes. I got I got to make some changes. Um, Cause I gotta do better. Um, so yeah, I, I just wanna encourage people to, you know, pandemic is, for the most part, we're, we're getting out of it. People are are getting vaccinated. The The world is opening up slowly and people are feeling more comfortable about being out and about in the world, about traveling, about going to restaurants. So we're out now, you know, and it's the summer. And, you know, the, the summer is dreaded for so many of us in terms of what to wear and how to wear, go to the beach. Like, I really realized that. In addition to not being able to swim, which I plan on fixing, <laughs> uh, maybe not this year, but I do plan on learning how to swim because I think it's important, especially because I want to have children, especially because I have got children. You know, I want to be in and kids love water. I don't know what it is about the water, but kids love water. So I would definitely want to be in a situation where I, if, if, if I have to kick in my Bay Watch skills, I have them to kick in. Um, if not to, to save someone else, definitely to save myself, um, but a lot of the self-consciousness that i have about being in the beach is always being uncomfortable with how i looked um that i had more stomach than other people that i didn't like the way that my chest looked and i'm not you know i I don't not you know it it, to some people it's not a big deal because some people you know people look at you and like you look fine you look great you're you're wonderful um And you're always gonna have those people who say, I don't like it when you're skinny. I don't like it when you look like this, but it really is about what makes you feel comfortable. But most importantly, if you're healthy. I have a physical coming up in July and I know that I need to start taking steps to just being better about that. I mean, the one thing that I've done in terms of cardio, in terms of working out is I'm playing tennis and I'm playing pretty regularly. So I played, um, I've already played two seasons this year. Um, I'm about to start my third season and I'm actually in playoffs for, uh, the spring season of one of the leagues that I play in. Cause I play in two leagues, at least right now. Um, and I start working with a coach because I wanted to get better. Cause I wanted to move ahead. Like I've been playing 2.5 since I started playing tennis, uh, probably more than, more than 10 years ago. Or maybe more than not, maybe more, we'll say more than eight years ago. About eight years i probably started playing yeah i want to say 14 15 16 17 18 19 21 yeah 13 i think is maybe the first time i kind of got into a league and start playing really um so yeah about eight years I'm, i'm i'm in the same place am i a better player than i was eight years ago yes um but there's still a very narrow margin of like closing games and and staying in it that I I've yet to exceed. And because of that, I've remained at the same level. I haven't been able to push past that and I'm better than that. And so the only way I was going to get better than that was to invest. And part of that is fitness. Part of that is not having so much weight to slug up and down the court. You know what I'm saying? And I I just want to be better for me. You know what I'm saying? I want to, I have pictures of the transformation that my body went through. And and like I said, in like two to three, to three months and this was just being very cognizant about what I was putting into my body without any real physical activity because nothing that I was doing physical was consistent. The only thing that I was doing consistently was eating the right way. And I saw the difference that it made. And there's just other elements and other things about my body that I just, I'm not happy with. And there's parts of you that can be like, well, I love the skin I'm in or somebody else love it or whatever the case is, but none of that's enough if, You wake up in the morning and and you don't love the skin you're in or if you're in a situation where you're bordering so many things bordering high blood pressure bordering high cholesterol bordering diabetes i just don't want to be in the danger zone i want to be safe i want to be safe i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to compete i'm not trying to be an instagram model Um, it's not even about posting a bunch of pictures for other niggas to see (laughs) it's about how i feel and it's about walking into my closet and being like, hey, these are my clothes and these are things that I enjoy, that I like. Like I have suits that are, that were expensive, <laughs> that I pay good money for, that I can't wear. Um, and yes, in the pandemic, that's an excuse, but I just, I got so much anxiety built by, uh, built around the fact that in a couple of weeks I have to wear a black suit and my black suit is like, mm, mm. the last time I tried to put on the suit, it was a no go. So I encourage everybody who, allowed the pandemic to be their excuse to not be cognizant about what they were eating and how they were taking care of them, their bodies to turn the page. Like I'm planning on turning the page. Um, I got some food I'm going to get out of my refrigerator because I did bring some leftovers from the holidays, but I got I to gotta start moving toward being the best version of myself for myself. I want to have children and I'm not young, so I need to get on it. Anyway, that's the podcast for today. Health Happy Pride Month and continue to like, listen, share, post, uh, follow, subscribe, all those things because it means the world to me. Um, I love you and I hope you have a fabulous Tuesday and a great week. Peace.